Recorded live. And welcome to episode 374 of the Michigan Sports Truth Postgame Edition on TalkShoe. Taylor Phillips, follow me on Twitter at DT2Phillips. Add me as a friend on Facebook. Like and share the Michigan Sports Truth Facebook page and share it. Man, Stan Van Gundy got his old man winner ahead. Unanimously outcoached tonight as the Pistons get smashed 116 to 88 by the defending Eastern Conference champion Cleveland Cavaliers. The Pistons were playing second the second game of the back-to-back games back-to-back game series after winning in Minnesota last night by three, 197. They lose 116 to 88. The Cavaliers, 10 and 7. The Pistons, 11 and 6. I mean, they were they were playing back-to-back games and they were tired returning home from Minnesota to play the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Cleveland Cavaliers. And Stan Van Gundy wore out his used players the entire 48 fucking minutes. At least he used Henry Ellenson. He only um, put in six minutes of work, uh, or 12 minutes of work, only got six points. But the but the most important thing that bothered me tonight was Stan Van Gundy still not playing Boban Marjanovic. Boban Marjanovic was a fresh basketball player, Stan. There was no chance that you guys were going to beat Cleveland anyway. The Cavaliers were too good. But at least give Boban a chance to provide at least some extra offense if you need it to make it a closer game. Then you had. The Cavaliers led by as many as 39 after leading by 13 after one quarter, 36-23. And the Pistons scored only 16 points in the third quarter Andre Drummond only got eight points, eight rebounds, and six turnovers, two for six from the free throw line. He was shitty tonight, totally shitty. Boban Marjanovic is your backup center, and you didn't even use him. 
Dan Van Gundy, God, you idiot, you old man winner idiot. He wants to waste Bob on Marjanovic's three-year, $21 million contract. And Stan Van Gundy is indeed blaming himself. Why is he not blaming himself for not playing Boban Marjanovic? If you're not going to use Boban Marjanovic, then buy him out. Otherwise, use him. Don't waste his contract by sitting him most games. That wastes you and Jeff Bauer contract money. That'll make Tom Gores a very unhappy man and he's going to take action on you. Well, there you go. Stan Van Gundy just uh, proving himself why he's one of the overaged head coaches in the NBA in today's world. One of the most overaged and idiotic and stupid and stupidest head coach head coaches in the NBA in today's world. He's not an in-game strategist. He's better off speaking against Donald Trump, our current president. Now, Lewis, you have a backup center. That's I'm talking about Boban Marjanovic. Boban Marjanovic, seven foot three. He can rebound. He's a He's a rebounding and scoring machine, and he can hit free throws. And you're not using him. What is that matter with this guy? Use him or lose him. That's the way I look at it. Use him or buy him out, technically. Or buy him out. Okay, buy him out, too. I mean, what good is he going to If you're not going to use him, then what are you doing? Yeah. Thank God he's an idiot. Yeah. Absolutely. He's only really much better. Yeah. Everybody was a minus except Luke Kennard, Henry Ellenson, and Reggie Bullock. And Boban Marjanovic was the only player that Stan Van Gundy sat down on the bench the entire game. What the hell is the matter with Stan Van Gundy? Oh, I get it. He's old. He's stupid. He's not a strategist, like I said to myself, like I said to, to our audience out there. Man, sick of Stan Van Gundy. I don't care how good the Pistons are this year thus far. They're 11-6, and six, I get it. Most of these slapdick Piston fans think that they don't need Boban Marjanovic because they're 11-6, and six, mostly without him. Suck my dick. Second deck. Bunch of morons. 
your team got scorched and outschooled by the defending Eastern Conference champions when they were out of gas and Stan Van Gundy didn't use his fresh backup center that is seven foot three and can still score in in very few minutes. Score plenty of points in very few minutes, especially in the post. Pistons have off until Friday. They can get plenty of rest then before traveling to Oklahoma City and playing the Thunder Friday at 8. This is, this is pathetic. I hope the Pistons tank big time. If, if Stan Van Gunny's still not going to use Baldwin all season fucking long, pisses me the fuck off. One other report to pass along to our audience: the Tigers, the Detroit Tigers, and the New York Mets have preliminary have had pre, have had preliminary talks about a trade involving second baseman Ian Kinsler, according to MLB.com. This was found on notification on uh, notification on my phone from the ESPN mobile app. Oh, come on. Uh, for some reason, the ESPN mobile app is not loading. My internet connection's doing just fine. Central.
All right. Here's the article. I'm going to share it on Twitter first. This was this was just in preliminary discussions, according to MLB MLB.com's John Morosi. Kinsler's considered one of the more valuable chips, if not the most valuable, for the rebuilding Tigers this winter, but does have a partial no-trade clause. He is drawing interest from multiple clubs. Hermorosi with the Los Angeles Angels, rumored to be among them. Some of the teams interested in Kinsler would want the career-long second baseman to move to third base. Hmm, that's interesting. Kinsler's Kinsler in my in my mind has has never played third base. Kinsler still has an $11 million option for 2018 vested automatically because he reached 600 play appearances in 2017, and he is a four-time All-Star and a slate to become a free agent at the end of next season. So there you have it. So that's the that's all the Michigan Sports Truth material material that I have to share with you. Fuck Stan Van Gundy as head coach. I'd rather he speak against Donald Trump only. That said, it's time for Lewis to Norris National Sports Report. Louie, take it away. You got it. All right. So we'll start off on the uh, now first we'll start off with the Monday night game here as the. Falcons lead the Seahawks right now, 31 to 20, uh, 4:34 to go in the third quarter. Right now, Wilson has 168 passing yards and one touchdown. He also has 67 rushing yards and one touchdown on four carries. He's having another big night. And Davis has 41 receiving yards. Right now, they still have the ball. At the, we'll be going backwards. Hang on a second here, and he's he's going, he's going. He's down at the 32. All right. All right, continuing out. Now we go to the Hartwood. And the NBA goes like this. Starting with the Knicks over the Clippers, 107. Blake Griffin had 21 points, 6 assists, and 4 rebounds. Porzingis had 25 points. Two assists and two and two rebounds. Uh, seven rebounds, excuse me. Seven rebounds and two assists. The Pelicans over the Thunder, 114-107. Russell Westbrook had 22 points, six, 16 assists, and 16 rebounds and 12 assists, a triple-double. Anthony Davis had 36 points, 15 rebounds, and three assists. In the fourth quarter, hey, we got a doozy here. The Celtics and the Mavericks tied at 96 with just about 30 seconds to play. 
Irving has 37 points, five assists, and three rebounds. Harrison Barnes has 27 points, five rebounds, and two assists. Uh, this one is a final. The, Haw- the Spurs over the Hawks, 96-85. Collins has 21 points, 9 rebounds, and 2 blocks. Kyle Anderson has 13 points, 10 assists, and 8 rebounds. 6.27 to go in the second. The Nuggets lead the Kings right now, 36-31. Will Barton has 11 points, one rebound, one assist, and Kuzmuff, eight points, three rebounds, and one assist. Continuing on down the line, the Hornets over the Wolves, 118-102. Carl Anthony Towns has 18 points, 12 rebounds, and two assists. Dwight Howard. Here's a double-double for you. 25 points and 20 rebounds and four blocks. Wow. That's a good double-double if I ever saw one. Um, Cavaliers rocked the Pistons, 116-88. Kevin Love had 19 points, 11 rebounds, and four assists. Reggie Jackson had 10 points, three re- six assists, and three rebounds. Pacers over the Magic, 105-97. Victor Apodolo had 29 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists. Uh, Eric, 25 points, 13 rebounds, 2 assists. Sixers over the Jazz, 107-86. Donovan Mitchell had 17 points, 5 assists, and 4 rebounds. And Ben Simmons, we don't hear him very often, though, 27 points. Ten rebounds and two assists. Uh, he's finally stepping up in his sophomore year, or really is really his freshman year because he didn't really play last season. Blazers over the Grizzlies, one hundred ninety-two. Noah uh, Boesch, Boesch, eleven points, eighteen rebounds, one assist. Mario or Mario Chambers, twenty-one points, six assists. And six rebounds. And the Wizards uh, beat the Bucks 99-88. Bradley Beal had 23 points, five rebounds, and one steal. The Greek Freak had 23 points, eight rebounds, and four assists. Alrighty. So now we'll check the standings as we're now four weeks in. And it gets a little bit more interesting. And it goes like this. All right, in the East, well, guess who's still leading? The Celtics, yuck. Now at 15-2, and two, have a three-and-a-half game lead over the Raptors at 11-5. and five. Pistons are 11-6 and six at uh, four games back. The Cavaliers and the Wizards are both five, big, five games back at 10-7. and seven. The Knicks, 9-7, and five-and-a-half back. I like it, I like it. Also five and a half back with that same record, are the Philadelphia 76ers at 9-7, a much-improved team from last year. Wow, unbelievable. Yeah, I'm flabbergasted. <laughs> the Indiana P-Brains, I mean Pacers, are 10-8, five and a half back. You know I can't stand them. Uh, the Bucks, 8-8, eight eight, six and a half back. The Magic, 8-9, seven back. What happened to them? The Hornets, 
And the heat, our 7 and 9, 7 and a half back, has to be the heat have cooled off. The Nets, 6 and 10 at 8 and a half back. The Bulls, 3 and 11, 10 and a half back. And the Lonely Hawks, 3 and 14 at 12 back. Now to the West, and it's a tie right now between the Rockets and the Warriors at 13 and 4. The Spurs, not that far behind, at two back at 11 and 6. Got a bit of a log jam. Uh, not much of a log jam, but we have the Wolves and the Blazers at three back at 10 and 7. Nuggets, three and a half back at 9 and 7. Pelicans, four back at 9 and 8. At 7 and 9 are the Grizzlies and the Thunder, five and a half back. Hey, what's wrong with Westbrook? <laughs> the Lakers, 7 and 10, 6 back. Suns, mm. 7 and 11, 6 and a half back. Also, 6 and a half back are the the, wait, the, the Lakers and yeah, the Lakers and Suns are 7 and 11, at 6 and a half back. Jazz. Are six and a half back at seven eleven. The Clippers are five and eleven at seven and a half back. Kings four and twelve, eight and a half back, and the Mavericks three and fourteen and ten back. Uh, well, yeah, I thought they were going to get better, but obviously no. All right, so from the hardwood we go now to the ice, and the results go now like this: the Predators. Are leading the Jets five to three, uh, 39 seconds to go. So, borrowing a miracle, Jets are going to win this. Sharks are leading the Ducks one nothing with 11 and a half to go in the first period. Moving down the line, the Blue Jackets over the Sabers three two. But yeah, that's their fourth straight win. The Coyotes actually won the game tonight. Hallelujah. Over the Maple Leafs, four to one. Catch it up. Yeah, it's a miracle. Uh, the Flames uh, beat the Capitals, four to one. And there's one. Um, we have one. Uh, one player here who's extended his point scoring streak to ten games. That's Gorda. It's Gordio who is now a ten game point scoring streak. Not bad for this early in the season. Ah, and the Devils beat the Wild 4-3 in overtime. My friends in Jersey be very happy to hear that. And that's it. Okay, so now we'll go to the standings for this. As we're at the one-quarter mark of the season already. How do you like that? And the standings go like this. In the Eastern Conference in the Atlantic, the Lightning are now at 15, 3, and 2 at 32 points. The Maple Leafs are 14, 8, and 0, 28 points. At 23 points are your Red Wings at 10, 8, and 3. Senators are 8, 5, and 6 at 22 points. They got more time, they got more shootout uh, in overtime losses than regulation. Bruins, 8, 7, and 4, 20 points. Canadiens, 8, 11, and 2, 18 points. Panthers, 7, 11, and 2, 16 points. And the Sabres, 5, 12, and 4 at 14 points. Ooh, I, and the Metropolitan, the Devils are now 12, 5, and 3 at 27 points. But Columbus is right there 
at 27 points at 13, 7, and 1. This will be interesting. Not that far behind are the Penguins at 11, 8, and 3, 25 points. Islanders, 11, 7, and 2, 24 points. I want to gag right now. Thank you. Uh, Capitals, 11, 10, and 1, 23 points. The Hurricanes, 9, 6, and 4, 22 points. The Rangers at 22 points at 10, 9, and 2. They won't play again until Wednesday. And the Flyers, 8, 8, and 4 at 20 points. Now to the Western Conference. Blues hold the lead uh, overall in points at 31 points at 15, 5, and 1. Jets, 12, 4, and 3, 27 points, a vast improvement from last year. Nashville, 11, 6, and 2, 24 points. The Blackhawks, 10, 8, and 2, 22 points. The uh, Avalanche, 10, 8, and 1, 21 points. Dallas is also a uh, Colorado is at 20 points at 10, 8, and 1. Dallas is 10, 9, 1, 21 points. And the Wild at 21 points at 9, 8, and 3. So we got a bit of a log jam here. Okay, now the West, the Kings are 12, 7, and 2 at 26 points. Right behind them, Vegas at 12, 6, and 1, 25 points. Flames, 12, 8, and 12, 8, and 0, 24 points. Ducks, 9, 7, and 3, 21 points. Also 21 points are the Vancouver Canucks at 9, 8, and 3. The Sharks are 10, 8, and 0 at 20 points. The Oilers are 7, 11, and 2 at 16 points. And Arizona, 5, 15, and 3, 13 points. You made progress, but brother, you got a long way to go. Uh, I'd like to check the NFL standings, if I may, because uh, since we weren't here yesterday, so I thought we'd take care of them uh, now. Right now, the Falcons lead the Seahawks down 31-23 as the third quarter has just ended. Westbrook uh, Wilson has 179 passing yards and one touchdown. Also has 60 rushing yards and one touchdown. And Richardson has 48 receiving yards. Now uh, we covered Thursday, so now we'll go on to the games from yesterday. Some are great and some are eh. All right. The Lions beat the Bears 27-24. Matthew Stafford had 299 passing yards and two touchdowns. Jordan Howard had 125 rushing yards and one touchdown. Marvin Jones Jr. had 86 receiving yards and one touchdown. Jaguars were over the Browns 19-7. Uh, Deshaun Kitzner had 179 passing yards and one touchdown. Leonard Fournette had 28 rushing yards on 28 carries and 111 yards. Uh, Coleman had 80 receiving yards on six receptions. Ravens blanked the Packers 23-0. I wasn't expecting that at all. Hunley had 239 passing yards and two and three interceptions. Williams, 57 rushing yards and 18 carries, and Adams had 126 receiving yards. The Bucks over the Dolphins, 30 to 20. Matt Moore, 282 passing yards and one touchdown. Uh, Williams had 78 rushing yards, and Stills had 180 receiving yards and one touchdown. And Jay Cutler in that game went down with a concussion and went down early. 
So Matt Moore replaced him. Oh, boy. Vikings over the Rams, 24-7. Case Keenum, 280 passing yards and one touchdown. Touch I said Case Keenum, not Casey Kasem, thank you. Uh, <laughs> the team is uh, Murray, had 95 rushing yards on two touchdowns, and Thien, 123 receiving yards and one touchdown. Violent overtime yesterday, the Saints over the Redskins, 34-31. Breeze was a breeze yesterday at 385 passing yards and two touchdowns. <laughs> breeze was a breeze. <laughs> Ingram, 134 rushing yards, 11 carries, and one touchdown. And Thelmer, uh, 91 receiving yards. In a snooze fest yesterday, or at least I thought it was, was the Giants over the Chiefs. 12-9 overtime, not much of a game, sorry. Alex Smith had 230 passing yards and two interceptions. Uh, Darka, 74 rushing yards and one touchdown. And Cleese had 109 receiving yards. Not bad for a losing effort. The Texans over the Cardinals, 31-21, Blaine Gabbert. Had 257 passing yards and three touchdowns. Foreman had 66 rushing yards on 10 carries and two touchdowns. And Fitzgerald had 91 receiving yards and one touchdown. Okay, here was a laugher. The Chargers over the Bills, 54 to 24. Phillip Rivers had 251 passing yards and two touchdowns. McCoy, 114 rushing yards, 13 carries and one touchdown. And Allen. 159 receiving yards and two touchdowns. And they went with a rookie quarterback for backup, and it didn't do you any good. But give the guy a break. He's a rookie, okay? I mean, really. Bengals over the Broncos, 20-17. Osweiler, 254 passing yards and one touchdown. Mixon, 49 rushing yards on 20 carries. And Thomas had 64 receiving yards and one touchdown. Patriots just blasted the Raiders, 33-8. to Brady, uh, well, 339 passing yards and three touchdowns. Yuck. Lynch, 67 rushing yards, 11 carries. And Cooks had 149 receiving yards and one touchdown. I think I'm going to be sick. And finally, a major disappointment last night for me as the Eagles beat my Cowboys, 37-9, Carson Wentz had 168 passing yards and two touchdowns. Morris had 91 rushing yards, and Jeffries had 67 receiving yards and one touchdown. Yeah. It's only to be beaten by an eagle. All right, so now that we're into the deep part of the season, check the standings here. As it's getting, uh, well, in some cases interesting, in some cases a wrecking ball. Starting with the American Football Conference in the East, the AFC East, that is, the Patriots are 8-2-0. The Bills, thanks to last night's loss, or yesterday's loss, 5-5-0. The Dolphins and the Jets are tied at 4-6-0. Hmm, this could be interesting. In the North... The New Jersey Devils beat the Dallas Stars 4-3 in overtime. Right. In the North, AFC North, the Steelers... 8-2-0, Ravens 5-5-0, five, five 
Bengals, 4-6-0, and and the Browns, do you want to go there? 0-10-0. Oh, well. <laughs> when you have, when you got, you got, and when you don't, you don't. In the South, the Jaguars, 7-3-0. and The Titans are 6-4-0. The Texans, 4-6-0. and And the Colts, 3-7-0. And in the West, Chiefs, 6-4-0. Everybody else is a loser. The Chargers are 4-6-0, as well as the Raiders at 4-6-0. And the Broncos are 3-7-0. And they fired their offensive coordinator today. I'll explain that more when we do the news. In the National uh, Conference in the East, the Eagles keep on rolling over everybody else at 9-1-0. Cowboys are 5-5-0. Redskins 4-6-0. And the Giants 2-8-0, a lost cause. In the North, the Vikings are 8-2-0. The Lions are 6-4-0. Packers are 5-5-0. And the Bears 3-7-0. Oh, well. In the South, the Saints... 8-2-0, Panthers 7-3-0, Falcons are 5-4-0. The NFC South is the strong division this year. And the Buccaneers are 4-6-0. But without Winston, that team is going nowhere. And in the West, the Rams are 7-3-0. The Seahawks are 6-3-0. Cardinals are 4-6-0. And the 49ers 1-9-0. Even they got to win one game. Yeah, <laughs> one game. I might be the only game they win this season. All right. So all the scores are com- all scores are completed for now. Oh nope, no. I take it back. We got to do uh, college hoops. <laughs> can't go. Can't go about that. All right. First, the top twenty-five. Duke over Furman, ninety-two to sixty-three, as Davis Jr. had fifteen points. Six assists and three rebounds. Bakley had 24 points, eight rebounds, and two assists. Uh, this score just coming in here as Xavier beat Hampton 96 to 50. Morrow 20 points, eight rebounds, and six assists. Um, Bullet 21 points, four rebounds, and three assists. Notre Dame over. Chaminade, or Chaminade, 83-56. to 56. That team can't do anything right. Colson, 23 points, 8 rebounds, and 3 blocks. Pope, 11 points, 7 rebounds, and 4 assists. I wonder if he's related to that guy, Caldwell Pope. Eh, maybe, maybe not. Baylor is leading Wisconsin right now, 56-47, 7-19 to go in the second half. Uh... Ashul Jr., 19 points, 10 rebounds, 1 assist. Hap, 13 points, 8 rebounds, and 4 assists. These, by the way, are top 25 uh, games right now. Uh, Wichita State beat Cal, 92-82. Morris had 25 points, 7 rebounds, and 2 assists. Coleman, 36 points, 3 rebounds, and 3 assists. (laughs) Kentucky over Troy, 70-62. Varnando, 15 points, 6 rebounds, 2 assists. Uh, Knox, 17 points, 
five rebounds and one assist. Cincinnati over Buffalo, 73-67. Mastenburg, 29 points, 10 rebounds, 2 assists. Clark, 24 points, 14 rebounds, and 1 steal. Texas A&M over Oklahoma State, 72-55. D.J. Hogg had 18 points, 7 rebounds, and 3 assists. McGriff, Cameron McGriff, that is, 8 points, 3 rebounds, and 1 assist. And Creighton, uh, Creighton over UCLA, 189. Aaron Holliday, who wasn't really on a holiday, had 25 points, 7 rebounds, 2 assists. Mitchell Balak had 22 points, 3 rebounds, and 3 assists. Long B, uh West Virginia over Long Beach State, 91-62. Levin, 23 points, 11 rebounds, 3 assists. Conte, 20 points, 7 rebounds, and 1 steal. North Carolina will play Stanford at 11:30, And I believe that game is, it's not telling me where that game is. That's probably, it's probably the, uh, the game in Hawaii, I would imagine. All right, so we'll check now the other uh, scores um, from the from the world of college basketball. It's it's a fairly long list, but then again, when you got those conference tournaments, that's bound to happen. I mean, the in, the in season tournaments. So let's go down the list. We already did the top twenty five, so we'll start here. As U M K C B Manhattan seventy four sixty three. I'm surprised. Louisiana over Iona, Iowa, excuse me, 80-71. Georgia Southern edges Mississippi State, 74-73. Prairie View over Eastern Kentucky, 80-70. Marquette just beats um, Virginia Commonwealth, 94-93. Wyoming over South Dakota State, 77-65. Georgia State, Handles uh, Eastern Washington, 68-50. to 50. Richmond over UAB, 63-50. to 50. <clears throat> Excuse me. Pennsylvania over Northern Illinois, 93-80. Uh, Jacksonville State over Savannah State, 86-71. My niece will not be happy about that because her name is Savannah. <laughs> no joke. Uh, St. Uh, I don't think that's a correct score, so I'm going to leave that one alone. It said Malloy, 43, St. John's, 28. That is wrong. I don't know where that's coming from, so I'll leave that alone. Syracuse over Oakland, 74-50. to 50. Maryland over Jackson State, 76-45. East Carolina over Cleveland State, 72-69. East Tennessee over Delaware State, 81-57. Greensboro over Delaware, 79-66. Ryder over George Washington, 67-65. Close game there. Uh, Bowling Green over Lake Erie in overtime, 109-106. Bucknell over Siena, 115-92. Jacksonville over Weber's International, 88-70. Uh, 
Let's continue right here. Charlotte over Presbyterian, 83-74. St. Bonaventure over Maryland Eastern Shore, 96-48. Chattanooga over Alabama State, 67-50. Townsend over Florida Atlantic, 76-52. Mississippi State over Green Bay, 77-68. No, they're not playing the Packers. Uh, Kansas State over Northern Arizona, 80-58. Montana over Oral Roberts, 69-64. Arkansas State over Howard, 92-78. Utah Valley over Eastern Oregon, 97-52. TCU over Omaha, 99-52. 66, and Air Force beat Arkansas Pine Bluff, 57-47. Okay, that does it with the scores, but, uh, at least for now. So, now we go on to the headlines. The last couple of days, and we'll start right over here, and it goes like this. All right, NFL has suspended Steelers right tackle Marcus Gilbert for four games, after violating the NFL's substance abuse policy against performance-enhancing drugs. Gilbert says, though, he will not appeal the suspension. Oh, wow. Gilbert will also not be permitted inside the team's facilities until the suspension is complete. He is eligible to return on December 18th when they face the Patriots on a Monday night game. He also missed three games due to a hamstring injury this season. South Alabama football coach Joey Jones will step down at the end of this season. His last game will, will be against New Mexico on December 2nd. Just feels that it's time for him to go. But he says he'll always, that will always be his team. And he was proud to be the first coach of that school for football. Um, Baker Mayfield won't start Saturday, but will play against West Virginia. Uh, the reason is because of disciplinary action uh, for his antics versus Kansas. Mayfield will also not be able to serve as team captain on Saturday at its senior day. Uh, here's here's the story here. He grabbed his uh, crotch. Oh, boy. I can't believe he even said that. Yeah. And also dropped an F-bomb in the third quarter. Uh, Mayfield said he was caught up in a competitive game, but what I said was not acceptable. I don't want this to be the example I said and this is now how I, this is not how I want to leave. Well, you should have thought about that first, buddy. Uh, yeah, Coach uh, Lincoln Riley uh, had declined comment on that. Jameis Winston of the Tampa Bay Bucks is ruled out for Sunday's game against the Falcons after his injured throwing shoulder was reevaluated say, by doctors and will be reevaluated next week. Wilson injured his shoulder in week six, and Ryan Fitzpatrick will, of course, start again. All right. Ole Bull, that's the son of Manute Bull, uh, is committed to Oregon. He committed that today. He is the son of former NBA player Manute Bull. Oh, great. <laughs> uh, he chose Oregon over Kentucky. He took visits to both schools early in the fall, 
cutting Arizona and USC after his recent investigation. All right. Okay, now as I mentioned before about Denver, the Broncos have fired their offensive coordinator, Mike McCoy, coach Vance Joseph, inform McCoy today, and Bill Musgrove will now take over the duties. Broncos are now 3-7 and seven, seven after losing to the Bengals. Coach Joseph said that Musgrove has the experience, and I am confident that he will get our offense back on track. But he also had kind words to say about McCoy, that he is an outstanding coach and wishes the best of luck for him. Uh, Clint Kubiak will be the team's new quarterback starting coach. If that name sounds familiar to some of you, yes, that's Gary's boy. Clint has been the offensive assistant for the last two seasons uh, for a quarterback's coach. Uh, Sad news also in the NFL today as wide receiver Terry Glenn was killed in a car crash this morning in Texas at the age of 43. Well, it's younger than I am. He was pronounced dead at Parkland Memorial Hospital early this morning. According to this police report, the car was traveling eastbound in the 700 block of Highway 114, left its travel lane, and crashed into a concrete barrier that divides the expressways from the local lanes. Uh, the, driver, the driver was ejected from the car, and another passenger suffered only minor injuries. Police told ESPN the crash is under an investigation. Glenn played for the Cowboys, the Packers, as well as the Patriots in his career and was selected to the Hall of Fame in 1999. Okay, so we have some bad news about Baker Mayfield, but we have some good news about Baker Mayfield, as he is now the odds-on favorite to win the Heisman Trophy next month. As of last morning, the book of the odds uh, were in compliance with the Nevada uh, game regulations, and West, uh, the Westgate Super gave him... Uh, at uh, 2,000 uh, uh, to win the um, Heisman Trophy. Also in the running are quarterback Sam Darnold and Saquon Barkley. Uh, Mayfield ran for pass for 598 yards and five touchdowns two weeks ago against Oklahoma State, then passed for 333 yards and three touchdowns against 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 uh, TCU last last week, well November 11th, that makes him the favorite, deservedly so. Now if he can get his act together, he'd be a shoe in. All right. Well, as I mentioned, Chiefs had a bad game yesterday. It was a dreadful performance by rookie quarterback Nathan Peterman, who threw for five interceptions in a blowout loss to the Chargers. Peterman replaced. Tyrod Taylor, who was benched for this week's game. But not for nothing, but come on. He's a rookie. His first professional, his first um, game was a starter. Give the kid a break, okay? I mean, really. Uh, Coach Sean uh, McDermott says, well, now I got to do some uh, reevaluating on who's going to start next week. I got a feeling it's going to be back to Tyrod Taylor. (laughs) Yeah. I want I will make the decision when I feel the time is when the time is right. McDermott said he has no regret though for putting in Peterman for yesterday's game. 
but he does regret we did not get what we were looking for. Other than that, I have no regrets. And you shouldn't. Uh, so anyway, Peterman was the first was the first uh, rookie quarterback to throw five interceptions in a game since the AFL NFL merger back in 1970. That's the year he was born. His three interceptions in the first half were the most for a quarterback since Geno Smith for the Jets in 2014. Yes, I remember that well. Uh, the crowd shouted, "We want Taylor!" as they booed the living hell out of him. But that's by the time the second half. Okay, uh, NBA uh, All Star David Lee retired at the age of 34 last season. Finished with the Spurs averaging 7.4 points per game, 5.6 rebounds, and 1.67 1.6 assists in 79 games. Lee also played for the Warriors from 2010 to 2015, where he was at his greatest success, averaging 16 points per game and seven rebounds, and was the first Warrior a player to make the All-Star game in 2013 since Latrell Sprewell back in 1997. Uh, no word of you is the choke on that. Oh, no. Sorry. And the Jerry Jones soap opera, uh, of course, continues on. Uh... He says that he does not believe that all this off-the-field nonsense is affecting the Cowboys game. Uh, you want to make a bet of that? <laughs> One says he does not believe it's affecting his players on the field. Jones has been in a battle with the NFL and six owners of the commission, Compensation Committee over the impending extension of Commissioner Roger Goodell, who has been upset with the was been upset on how the league over six owners with the Constitution Committee and pending suspension over Roger Goodell. Jones, who has been upset on how the league has handled running back Ezekiel Elliott, who is now serving a six-game suspension handed down by Goodell for violating the NFL's code of conduct policy. And Jones is still threatening to sue the league should the, ex- sue the league. Should the extension be completed before the entire committee can look at it? Next month will be an owners-only meeting regarding his extension. Going to get ugly, folks. This is this is far from over, and it may be completed within the next few weeks. The target date is December thirteenth. That's what they're hoping for. Yeah, well, we'll just we'll just uh, see what happens there. All right, continuing down the line, we do have we do have more news here, and it is still thirty one twenty three three fifty five to go, as the Falcons still lead the Seahawks. UCLA um, fires football coach uh, Jim Moore after six seasons. Well, that's the Sun rather. So all I can say for that is uh, ball games. You kidding me? Bowl games? Don't tell me about bowl games. I had to do it. I had to do it. Oh boy. All right, continuing on. We got. I do have a few more news items here. Oh yes, uh, former owner of the Arizona Coyotes back then was the Phoenix Coyotes. George Gosby passed away 
yesterday at the age of 47. Unfortunately, we do not know the uh, cause of death at this time. NHL, considering rule changes at the general manager's meeting, such as reducing penalties in overtime from two minutes to one minute, also reducing the puck over the glass penalties and face-off infraction penalties, also to one minute. But this could lead to more hooking at a critical point in the game. Uh, it does not look like these rules will take effect next season. So um, don't hold your breath on that one, folks. And don't hold me to that either. All right. Uh, here we are. Dolphins quarterback Jay Cutler suffered a concussion in yesterday's game against Tampa Bay. He was injured on the final play of the first half and was ruled out for the fourth quarter and was replaced by Matt Moore. Redskins running back Chris Thomas was carted off the field with an ankle injury against the Saints. The injury occurred at the end of the third quarter, at the end of a third third down play by down by Kirk Cousins. Thompson was engaged in a block and his right leg bent back. An air cast was placed on his right leg as he was helped off the field and loaded onto the cart. Cousins took a hit as well and received brief treatment, but uh, got back into the game. Some people just heal faster than others, I guess. Hmm. All right, 76ers guard Markel Fultz. Uh, Good news is he's progressing. The bad news is he won't be back for at least another two to three weeks, said in a statement by the team yesterday. As most of you know who follow this, he was the first overall selection in this year's draft. It was held back in June. The Sixers shut him down October 29th to allow time for his injury to heal. Warriors forward Kevin Durant was out for last night's game against the Nets with a left knee sprain that he suffered in Friday night's game against the Sixers. Nothing serious, though. Durant was just ruled as day-to-day. Pelicans forward Anthony Davis has been cleared of concussions diagnosis as he suffered a bone bruise in the orbital bone of his right eye. Yuck. And was listed as probable... Um, Sports Science game versus the Thunder. Yeah, Thunder. Right in the right eye, though. Yeah, that's got to be painful. All right, so here we go. We have I have a few more items here. All right, Patrick Beverly, I believe, had returned to the Clippers tonight after sitting out. After sitting out the last five games. Against with a sore right knee. Before the injury, he averaged 13 points per game. Okay, if you want exact numbers, make it uh, 12.9. Cavaliers took another hit as guard Iman Shepard went down with a left knee injury, joining Derek Rose and Isaiah Thomas on the injured list. Shepard injured his knee on the second quarter of Friday's game and did not return. And did not return. The game test revealed that Shumpern's knee had swelling and will need treatment for about a week. Cavaliers will call up John Holland from the G League to fill a spot. Orlando Magic will play their summer league games in Vegas uh, next year, ending their summer league that they've held in uh, Orlando since 2012. 
Sources say that Roger Goodell's um, deal is expected to be completed within just a few weeks, despite all the what's going on, despite the recent battles surrounding the talks. And if all the bonus, all the bonus criteria are achieved in the proposed deal, Goodell could total two hundred million. That's roughly forty million for the next five years. The base salary is in the single-digit millions, roughly 85% of the total potential compensation package is comprised of bonuses that is subject to ownership approval and, about, and validation. The committee has focused on the extension during his feud with Cowboys or Jerry Jones. His next move is, is uncertain. And we know... Is uncertain. And know that Jones cannot be underestimated to impede or derail the extension talks. <laughs> you never know what Jones is going to do. So uh, I keep my eye on this one, folks, because knowing him, he'll try anything. To be honest, I think he's lost control of the team. And we're coming up now on two minutes um, in the game here. At the end of one, the duck, the Sharks lead the Ducks one to nothing. Second period will be underway soon. As we just said, the Devils over the Wild four three in overtime. And I'm just going to go to the NBA here before I hand it back over to you. Mm-hmm. All right, just give me a second here. In the NBA, we have a few more scores here. And the scoreboard goes like this. And it's 34-23, oh, 349 to go. I thought it was a two-minute warning. And the score and the score reads like this. We're down to the last uh, few games here. Ah, the Nuggets lead the Kings now 56-52. 7.44 to go in the third quarter. And I believe there is a West Coast game here. The ah, final here, Celtics beat the Mavericks 110-102 in overtime. That's right, the Celtics did it again. Ugh. I mean, really, this, this is just sickening. 16 in a row now. This is paid for it. I'm sickened by it. I do have one more article here, and this one you might find a little weird. MLB wants 20-second pitch clock as a pace of play incentive for 2018. Okay. Yeah, like you're going to really try to find a speed of game up. Try as it may, you'll probably fail. The serious negotiations over Major League Baseball's pace of play incentives haven't really started yet and probably won't for weeks to come once MLB and the Players Association uh, go deeper to their talks, they'll be haggling over uh, the peculiars of some ideas like restrictions on the number of mound visits. Well, that does take up a lot of time in the game. Duh. But the foundation of the changes to come in 2018 will be the implementation of a pitch clock, sources say. And so the MLB is intent on using the same limit used in the minor leagues the past three seasons. 20 seconds between pitches 
when there are no runners on base. Uh, yeah, right, like that's going to happen. Not 25 seconds, not 18 seconds. 20 seconds with, pitch, with pitchers required to begin their motion within 20 seconds of the previous pitch. After informal conversations between MLB and the Players Union in August, some players walked away from those meetings, resigned to the idea that one one way or another, a pitch clock will be put in place for 2018. They wondered, however, if time between pitches might be negotiated to 22 or 24 seconds. Major League Baseball, however, wants the 20-second pitch clock and whether the union agrees or not, MLB will have the power to implement this and other rules for the 2018 season. That being said, baseball officials would prefer to successfully negotiate the terms of the change with the players this winter. This way, both sides will be committed moving forward. Uh, also, one way or another, sources expect the 20-second pitch clock to become part of of a sport that has long been celebrated for its timelessness. But with the average of time games now lagging over three hours or more, Commissioner Rob Manford has been devoted to the mission of speeding up the action as part of an effort to appeal to the newest generation of fans. Because as most kids um, who do go to the games fall asleep by the time the seventh inning arrives. According to the data published by Fangraphs, no starting pitcher who qualified for the ERA tile averaged under 20 seconds between pitches in 2017. The average was about 23.5 seconds. Pedro Baez of the Dodgers uh, was the slowest of the working reliever at 31.1 seconds between pitches. If the pitch clock is implemented, pitchers will have to make adjustments. Some club officials, uh, though, noted that some hitters may be more affected by the pitch clock than pitchers because of the habits developed between pitches, such as stepping out of the box, adjusting to the batting, and taking extra practice swings, etc., etc. Billy's outfielder, Oliver Hernia led the National League uh, players who qualified for the batting tile with 29.3 seconds between pitches, and the Astros' Marvin Gonzalez averaged an MLB high of 29.5 seconds. The Phillies field three of the six slowest working hitters in the NBA last season, which probably means why they did so poorly this season. Ugh. And it's three minutes to go. Atlanta now leads Seattle 34-31. All right. Uh, my uh, notes are complete for the evening. I'll turn it back over to you. Just tipping off now, Michigan versus LSU and the Maui Invitational on ESPNU. Uh, we're going to sign off here. I'll, I'll do a second posting solo later tonight at about uh, maybe 2 a.m. or so. Yeah, yeah. That's that's why that's why I wasn't sure about it. Was it going to be a um, a post game or an in game because Michigan was playing at eleven o'clock, so I wasn't sure how that was going to be done. Yeah, but, uh, thanks yeah. for cleaning that up. Yes, thanks. Yep. Sure. So, for Lewis Tenor, I'm Taylor Phillips. I'll be back in like two hours, two and a half hours. GTFN, ta ta for now. Bon appetit.
Good night, folks.